Welcome to another episode of Before You Kill Yourself with your host, Leo Flowers. Happy Friday, ladies and gentlemen. I hope you have something you're looking forward to today and something that you're grateful for today, right now, in this moment. Maybe you're grateful that you can blink or, you know, touch your thumb to all of your fingers or that you can see in color or gratitude for having visual acuity or depth perception. I'm, I'm talking about all those things. I'm reading this book about uh, called The Sports Gene, and in it it said that major league baseball players have a greater visual acuity than minor league baseball players. So there is a genetic component to their success, which I thought was fascinating. But that's not what we're talking about today. I'm actually going to do a, a podcast where I talk about the different things that I've learned from that book, Sports Gene. So stay tuned for that uh, as I'm still reading it currently and War and Peace. <laughs> Just, I don't know if you guys are keeping track of how long I've been reading War and Peace. Anyway, today I want to talk about uh, home and I want to talk about it through kind of the lens of Johnny Manziel and uh and animals and uh, this idea of returning home uh, this came up to me because there's a new documentary on netflix about uh johnny manziel it's called untold johnny football and it it covers the career of johnny manziel who attempted suicide um, after he was cut from the browns in 2016 and uh his story is fascinating because he was johnny football he was that guy he was the 2012 heisman trophy winner and uh but then soon after right it's that heisman curse that they talk about where you know rashawn salam won the heisman trophy um and then went on to play for the Bears and then ended his life, which is one of the reasons why I started this podcast. Um, I've, and I've talked about that more extensively in previous episodes. But here we are again with another Heisman Trophy winner, which is the top trophy uh, in college football. He wins that in 2012. And then in the season of 2015, he starts using different drugs on a daily basis. I don't want to list them all. Um, and then he drops weight. He goes from 215 pounds to 175 pounds. And, I mean, that's 30 pounds in about seven months. And then he faced a misdemeanor assault charge, uh, accused of hitting and threatening his girlfriend and January 2016, um, which was settled. And then he was cut by the Cleveland Browns. And then he talks about Johnny Manziel in this Netflix documentary, Untold Johnny Football. He says that he was later diagnosed with bipolar disorder and that he refused to enter rehab and that he began self-sabotaging. He went on a $5 million bender 
before attempting to end his life. Fortunately, uh, he pulls the trigger and it doesn't go off. Um, and, and so the reason why I'm bringing this up, because I usually don't talk about uh, suicide attempts specifically, but I bring this up because he has this attempt in 2016. And the fortunately, the gun malfunctions. It doesn't go off. And then he moves in with his family. He goes back home. Two things I want to point out. One is he didn't immediately find another way to try to end his life. He didn't try to go get the gun fixed, right, and, and be like, hey, something's wrong. He didn't return it and ask for another one. He didn't try some other means. It, it, it malfunctions. And then he goes, oh, I, I have another chance here. I have, I have an opportunity here to, oh, I, oh man, I, I, I didn't really want to do that. That's not what I really wanted. It just felt like the only option. And, and then on the other side of that was going home. And I can imagine for him and for even people like myself, that idea of going home, I mean, look at his trajectory. He, college football, they call him Johnny football. He's the guy, he's the big man on campus. He wins the Heisman Trophy. He goes pro, plays for the Cleveland Browns. He's making money. I mean, he made at least $5 million. He went on a $5 million bender. So the idea of going home to be like, I need help. I mean, that it's, it, there's some shame, I would imagine, and guilt, and embarrassment, uh, maybe a little humiliation, a little eating your humble pie, right? For a lot of us, we need to go home. I don't know why this idea of, of going home, of returning back from whence we came, has kind of a stigma to it. And what I mean is, when we watch movies and TV and things like that, it's so romanticized that you grew, someone grew up in a small town, and then they leave and become this wild success and never look back, right? There's something cool about that, of like, I'm the one who made it out, uh, I'm bigger than this small town, there must be something more out there for me. There's this idea of there's something more out there for me. There's something bigger and better. I'm better than this town, right? And so if you, if you leave and then you do check all these boxes, have this wild success, to come home, come on, man, that's embarrassing. You're the big man now. You made all the money. Oh, 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 now you want to come back now that you've fallen from grace? Like that, the, the amount of courage it took, and, and I would imagine it still takes to this day for Johnny Manziel to return home. And I don't really know where home is. I don't know where he, uh, he's from originally. Full disclosure, I did not watch the documentary. This is just uh, what I've... Uh, been reading about uh, on the internet, 
But there's so many animals that return home, right? Uh, fish go back home, uh, you know, from, from salmon and birds return home, bees, rats, cats. Like, it's innate. It's part of, I, I'm from Chicago. I love, when I go home, I light up. The, the the idea of going home, the energy of going home, and I recognize that's a privilege. For some of us, right, going home is like there's you're like there's nothing back there for me. If I go back, is dangerous. You know, I can get hurt, I can get shot, I might get into trouble. Um, I can never go back. I can, I might get arrested. <laughs> oh, what? Oh, you've been very naughty. Um, so for some of us, we can't. Sometimes home is not doesn't even exist anymore. Um, you, you have you know these different invasions and wars, and so either your city or town has been bombed out, or it's been renamed, or or it's just the, the whatever has been done to it. It is it looks nothing like what you grew up in, right? There may not even be a physical house. Maybe you were going from car to car or um, house to house as a kid, so. This idea of home doesn't even um, resonate with you. But I, I want to read to you the definition of, of home. Um, because when we talk about home, we usually think about, you know, a house, picket fence. Uh, every, you know, everybody has their own bedroom with a bathroom and a backyard. And, uh, you know, there's a, a patio and grilling and Maybe there's a pool back there, right? But the definition, the literal definition of home is relating to or being a place of residence, place of origin, or base of operations. There's, there's kind of an expansive view of what home is. Place of residence, where you live. Place of origin, where you're from or base of operations, where you work out of. So where you live can be home, where you're from can be home, and where you're working from can be home. And I want to unpack that a little deep, uh, deeper because for some of us, we, we feel like we have no home. We have no, uh, we don't have a, we don't have a home base we don't have that, we don't have a center, we don't have a thing that we can return to. And what I want to argue is, and what I want to lay out in front of you, is this idea that home is, is much more than a, uh, a physical thing. When we are talking about animals, or even for myself, right, talking about Chicago, what makes Chicago feel like home is the, 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 the sensory input of it, the sounds of traffic, of sirens, trains, the, the music. There, if you go to Chicago, there are a lot of guys who uh, bang on these, uh, uh, these buckets. They, they, they have these drumsticks. And they play music on buckets. And that's something that I really have only heard in Chicago. I'm sure they do it 
in other countries or in other cities. But to me, that is Chicago. There are certain smells that are Chicago. When they, when they look at the homing in, in birds and fish, what um, the way that birds, or not even birds, but the way that fish find their way back home, even though they've traversed thousands and sometimes hundreds of thousands of miles, the way they find their way back is through their olfactory senses. They can, they can pick up the smell, the scent, the aroma of home. You know, uh, my mom would make eggs in the morning. And I'll never forget, like, I've, I've obviously haven't smelled her eggs in decades. But if, I, if she made eggs, if a thousand moms made eggs in the morning, I am 100% sure I could pick out her eggs. I could be like, that's, that's mom in the kitchen making eggs. And, and that scent would elicit a feeling of home for me. I, I have a friend who likes to take a, a hot bath, and he said it reminds him of being in the womb of his mother. That feels like home for him at times. So when we talk about home, it, it's that the definition is so expansive because remember part of it is place of origin. And so you determine what your place of origin is. You can say my place of origin is in the womb, right? And so how do I get back to the womb? And that can be uh, through a hot bath or a hot tub, right? Your place of origin could be Chicago, you know, uh, a city. And so how do I get back to the city? Or it can be a, a, a sight or a smell or a feel or a, a sound. Like, what do you do? You get to define that. That's the beautiful part. What do you define as your place of origin? It could be a food that you eat where you're like, oh, this, this tastes like home right here, right? So to take that time and say, uh, what do you want your home to be? Or what have, you, what have you noticed? What sights, smells, sounds have given you that feeling of home, of a, of a place that you want to return to? Or like you've been there before. When I was in Kauai, I loved Kauai because it's an island of Hawaii. It, it, I felt held there because the, the mount, there were mountains all around. The trees were, it, I mean, it was just a, a thick, dense, it's a thick, dense island of trees. And the clouds were very low in the mountains. So you just felt encapsulated. You felt... Um, uh, embraced by nature. I was going to say surrounded, but that kind of has a, uh, like I'm in trouble, uh, you know, like a military feel to it. But I felt embraced by Kauai. Like we got you. Like I was in a, like I was like a baseball in a, um, a baseball mitt, like just, just kind of held in there. Right. That was kind of a strange. <laughs> Um, so that's, that's the beautiful thing. 
and and it's it's one of those things where um and sometimes psychologically we can go back to our past right even criminals return to the scene of the crime it's it, it's like we like to go back to and and sometimes they do it because they want to make things right or they want to uh, undo the past it's part of why you know even in our brains we kind of replay the mistakes or errors that we've made we keep going back to it right and and until like we figured out how to make it right or or how to uh, uh, make peace with it our brain will keep returning to it so if you find your your mind returning to a a place um, that it's a sign that you need to sit with that. You need to journal it. You need to talk with somebody about it. Um, it, it means that it's, it's holding, it's taking up energy in your body. And if we have too many of those un, uh, unhealed experiences, those, those uh, unresolved conflicts, it can build up. And then all of a sudden we're walking around feeling heavy and lethargic, depressed, right? It starts to accumulate all these open doors. It's almost like if you have too many tabs open on your window, like we got to go back and close them out. And that's something that you may have noticed when you try to, if you just hit the power button, if I hit the power button on my laptop, it'll be like, no, we got to go back because we have these windows that are open. We have to close these so that, we can close this out properly. So same thing in our life. We have to go, we have to go back and uh, close some things out. Now, they, um, there's a, a website, Madness to Magic, and she talks about how uh, there are five elements to what make home home. And it's privacy, comfort, ownership, security, and belonging um and i love that privacy like is there space for you to, to 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 kind of let go and be who you are fully without worrying about is anybody looking at you is there comfort do you feel physically comfortable uh and safe you know uh and then do you have ownership uh you know are you do you do you own the space that you're in? Do you own the car or house or apartment that you're living in? Um, do you, or do you have any ownership over self? And then is there security? Do you feel safe uh, where you are? And then there's the belonging. Where do you feel connected to the people, places, and things around you? And so you know if you're if you're in a space where you're like ah, oh, it doesn't quite feel like home. Ask yourself, you know, click through these. Um, do I have privacy? Do I have comfort? Do I have ownership? Uh, do I feel secure? And do I have a sense of belonging? You know, I just, and a lot of times when we move to a new space, even if it's a space that we're excited about or a new job that we're excited about, we recognize that we're going to have to trade off some of these things in the beginning. And we may also recognize that we may not have all five of those things all the time. Sometimes, you know, our, we'll be able to increase our comfort, but then we'll have a decrease in privacy. We'll be able to increase our belonging, 
but then we'll have a decrease in ownership. So we'll find that uh, these are moving pieces in terms of intensity and our uh, connection to it. But it's a beautiful thing to come back and check in on. So I hope this uh, episode was valuable to you. And And I just basically what I'm saying is if you're struggling right now, don't be afraid to to go home, whatever that is, to, to, to humble yourself and kind of, uh, you know, try to start over or clean a slate or see where you are and then move from there. Sometimes we have to take a few steps back in order to um, grow forward. So... Please share this episode with one other person so that you two can have a conversation about what home is and when do you feel like you're at home and what places have made you feel like you've had. And then you may notice that there that there are different places that have different, that there's a one place that gives you the privacy you want, another that gives you comfort, another that gives you a feeling of ownership, another that gives you security and another place that gives you belonging. So you might have to cobble together places that kind of, you know, give you these different elements. You may not be able to get it all in one place. I appreciate you being here and tuning in. This really gives me a strong sense of purpose and helps to get me out of bed in the morning. Please share this episode with one other person so that you can have a conversation about what feels like home for you. And that's how we build a connection and build a community. Let's get to tomorrow together.